0: And welcome to Not A Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about Season 6, Episode 9, Strangers with Candace.
1: Never take Candace from a stranger.
0: Unless it's Candace Bergen.
1: And even then, like, ask her first.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Candace Bergen asks me to take Candace Bergen and I'm, like, interested in taking some Candace, Mm -hmm. I'd take some Candace. I agree. Murphy Brown's pretty hot, even in her 60s.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. True story.
0: Okay. Shall we do the episode description? Yes. Okay. So... Alright, so Will catches the eye of a female diner After being stood up Grace bumps into a man Tom Everett Scott With whom she once shared a forgettable encounter Karen runs into her nemesis Candace Bergen
1: I like forgot who Candace Bergen was Like from that description So I remember like reading it and being like Oh, I wonder who that is And then I realized Oh, it's Candace Bergen
0: She's amazing I've seen her in so many things She's great. She's Murphy Brown. She was in Miss Congeniality as, Mm -hmm. like, the kind of psychopathic, like, pageant owner, which is great.
1: As a sometime journalist, I really love and respect Murphy Brown. But also, I have not seen quite enough episodes of that show. So my brain is just kind of like an amalgam of something. Like she, Murphy Brown is like an archetype more than an actual show for me.
0: She was like one of the first single parents on mm-hmm. television and she had a new assistant every week.
1: That's the other thing is that it kind of blends in my brain with The Heidi Chronicles, which also ends with a single mother.
0: Ah. Those things are not the same. They're not the same. Not even a little.
1: Not even a little. All right. But I bet Candace Bergen would do great in the part if she had a time machine.
0: Should we talk about Candace Bergen first? Okay. Okay. So, Karen's nemesis is Candace Bergen this week because they are engaged in an elaborate prank war. And I think it's very funny because normally when Karen has a nemesis, it's like another high society lady mm-hmm. who is kind of a bitch. Right. But this time it's just Candace Bergen and they just play weird pranks on each other. Right. It's very funny. It's a
1: very wholesome rivalry.
0: It is. And the thing that I like about it most is most of the pranks aren't even terribly Mm mean-spirited. Like, um, you know, they kind of are just bewildering. Yes. And funny. It's kind of like
1: if you've watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, you've perhaps caught up and seen the Jap battle reprise. Yes. Which is just them saying nice things about each other, but also kind of being perplexed by those nice things that are being said. They're just
0: like aggressively being nice in a way that they're like, I don't really know why I'm doing
1: this. Right. Like one of the big pranks that Karen pulls and then has pulled on her is like, Karen tells the waitstaff that it's Candace Bergen's birthday and she's 70. And while they're coming out, Candace Bergen is like, Happy birthday, dear Karen, who's 70 now. Ha ha, I got you. Right. Like, it's like the lowest stake pranks I could imagine. Like, I think if you and I were pranking each other, we'd have meaner pranks than this. I
0: think we definitely would. What kind of prank would you pull on me if you were going to pull a prank on me?
1: You hate being surprised Mm -hmm. and react violently when surprised. That's because
0: I have. So that rules out a
1: lot of pranks. It does. (laughs) I think I would have to do something where, like, I like put like dye in your shampoo or something. Oh, you
0: change my hair color? Yes,
1: change your hair color. Okay, but like not to a color that like like a edgy color. Like I couldn't turn it like blue or purple because you would like that. I like how it just be like black.
0: Now that I'd be upset about because that would that's take a saying. long time to get my hair back to. I, that's what I'm saying. To normal. Yeah. Okay, good to know. If I were gonna pull a prank on you, I would probably. You
1: probably catfish me, honestly.
0: I would catfish you. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say it would be. I'd either catfish you, or alternately go completely in the opposite direction and just put saran wrap over the toilet seat. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> if you put saran wrap over the toilet seat, I would move out on the spot.
0: But I would be- take
1: my piece uh. of belongings. <laughs> I would leave. And I would get a hotel room and I would make you pay for it. I would not pay for it. Yes, you would.
0: You don't have access to my credit card.
1: I would just take your computer and then buy it on your computer.
0: Why? You really think if I'm Saran wrapping the toilet, I haven't already hidden my computer?
1: Then I'm just going to burn the house down.
0: All right. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit intense. Let's move on. Candace Bergen. She's Jack is great. involved
1: in this plotline too a little bit. Jack
0: is. So um one of the other bits that we kind of get sprinkled in throughout this episode is that Jack in student nursing school just learned how to do the Heimlich maneuver. And so he becomes involved because essentially candace and karen like agree that they're not having fun pranking each other anymore <laughs> so they decide they have to get jack right and so candace bergen starts like acting like she's choking she's mm-hmm. like doing the international sign for choking with her right. hands around her throat and jack's like oh i remember how to do the heimlich and then immediately whips out his notes which is concerning that yes. it wasn't intuitive but whatever so he goes and he starts you know like heimlicking candace bergen while also telling her that he loved her in various things that she was in
1: it's weird to say Heimliching. let's not do it anymore <laughs> Heimlich, Sounds like you're licking something.
0: He performs the Heimlich maneuver. That's better. Okay, so he Heimlich's <laughs> Candace Bergen. He Heimlich's
1: and, her right on the mouth.
0: So No, he doesn't Heimlich anything on her mouth. He, you know, as you do when you perform the Heimlich, he wraps his arms firmly around her and presses against her, her diaphragm. Mm. Anyways, so she's not choking. Instead, she spits a bunch of confetti out, and it's very <laughs> funny. Kind of a dangerous prank though, cuz she could have
1: started choking on the
0: confetti. Admittedly, yes, that did have the option to kill her.
1: Mhm. But I think that weird. was
0: part of the fun was the
1: thrill. Yes. It's a very Karen Walker prank.
0: Yes. It's also very funny because we one of the recurring bits in this episode that we will touch on again in other parts of the plot. Is that the Maitre D will not seat Karen's party because they're not not all five of them are there. However, Candace Bergen walks in and all four of her dinner dates have cancelled because they decided to go to Blue Man group and they just <laughs> let her in and it's fine.
1: Oh, that's really funny.
0: So that was very funny.
1: You know, like a blue man group has three people in it because three is the smallest amount of people where one person can be on the outside. Think about it.
0: Is that really their reason?
1: That's absolutely their reason, which is the most pretentious thing I've ever heard. Ew. Yeah. There are a hilarious. bunch of
0: guys that put blue face paint on.
1: But one of them is always alone. Or they're all alone.
0: Okay. So apparently <laughs> Matthew's having some deep thoughts about Blue Man Group today. <laughs> but we should maybe move on.
1: So uh, I guess not speaking of three because there is four in this plot line. Mm-hmm. Although it seems like there really should be only three somehow. Like Jack there could be doesn't some. doesn't
0: have a whole lot to do here.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the four plot. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a foreplay joke in there, but I guess there isn't. Sometimes
0: Um, you just can't find the joke.
1: So the reason that they're trying to get a table for five initially is because Will is bringing a guy along, which is very progressive for the show.
0: I know. I was so excited until I remember what episode it was.
1: Right. Obviously the guy never shows up. He doesn't. Because standards and practices kill him. (laughs) Um, They like
0: found him in a dark alley and put a bag over his head. So the Will and Grace Writers
1: are frantically rewriting the plot. Um... And what happens instead is we get this weird plot line where Will keeps leaving the table and going to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And he meets this woman. Yes. And for and- some reason, I I think because there's a gas leak, frankly, um, <laughs> Will decides that he's very interested in talking to this woman who has no redeeming qualities, is a stranger, and isn't a gay man. <laughs>
0: Yes, it seems as if Will, because of the gas leak, temporarily forgets he's homosexual. Right. And so the woman, also I should mention, is Sydney Heron from Mm -hmm. Grey's Anatomy. Um, Not Katie
1: Heron from Mean Girls. No, Sydney Heron,
0: who was like the other resident that was going for chief resident against Bailey, and she was very chipper and everyone hated her. So that's who this actress is. She played Sydney Heron. She was also on some Disney Channel show, but that's not important. Here's the important (laughs) thing. She... Tells Will that she thinks he's hot. And then Will is like, I must have her. Right. And it makes zero sense because he is gay.
1: Right. The show ultimately tries to justify it by saying that he just wanted validation because he wasn't being validated by the guy who blew him off. And like, I understand they don't have grinder, but like, <laughs> that's not a thing
0: i understand wanting to seek approval from people who compliment you once and then disappear out of your life right but will like goes from one to stage five clinger in the space of one drink so he has a drink with this woman and then she's explaining oh blah 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 i'm here for this office birthday party it's Mm -hmm. boring and he's like you should come hang out with me and he's like okay and she's like okay and then she disappears to cut the cake and then doesn't return and he like gets very stroppy yes (laughs) and it is very weird because they they are strangers i don't know that they've even exchanged names. Right. And so he like comes and he's very stroppy with her and then she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to blow you off." So then she agrees to have dinner with him, which again seems to really go against the whole bit where the maitre d was upset about the lack of number of people at the table yeah, because I don't know. no one is at this fucking table except for Grace. They definitely should be
1: thrown out of the restaurant at some point during this episode because they're <laughs> up and down, they're running around, they're running to other tables. They're, they're spilling confetti everywhere. There's a cake. Yeah. Um but the Another textual reason why this plot exists, other than apparently to vex and infuriate us, is that it's a mirror plot for Grace, who's having the same thing happen, but in a plausible, believable way.
0: Yes. So, um, when they are initially refused their seat at the table because they don't have all five people in their Because party, of Will's
1: flaky date.
0: Because of Will's flaky date, who's like a pastry but not in a good way. <laughs> she finds a random man and says, hi, are you alone? And he says, yes. And she says, great.
1: No, 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 no. Let's go back. Okay. She finds a random man who's reading by himself uh-huh. at this restaurant that is like a five-star restaurant.
0: He's a serial killer. He's
1: clearly a serial killer looking for his prey. And he's like, well, I guess I don't have to kill tonight. Maybe I'll just have a nice wine. Yeah. Like Chianti.
0: (laughs) Some fava beans.
1: But he's just. So he's doing. He's in the same situation as Will's quote unquote partner. Where it's just like some random person who has drifted into the orbit of Will and Grace and is sucked into their needy lifestyle.
0: Yes. And so Grace basically drags him along to the table so they have a fifth person, which, Mm -hmm. again, remains irrelevant once they get past the maitre d' because he doesn't, like, check. And then over the course of the conversation, they learn that Grace has actually gone out with this guy before. Mm -hmm. They've made out, they met at a bar that she used to go to a lot when she was single. Right. And she never called him back. Right. And... So then they're like talking, and in a very serial killer-y way, this guy kind of seems perfect for Grace. They he agree. does he really does. They agree on a lot of it. Grace's more serial killery thoughts, <laughs> and they're really bonding. And Grace is flirting, and she's having a good time. And this guy is um, also like Grace trying to get free shit out of the restaurant. Uh-huh. So he's like, "Oh, we're celebrating our anniversary. How right. long we've we been together now? Five years. We've been right. together for five years." And he's like, kind of like joking about like if they'd gotten together, if she'd called him back, this is what they would be uh-huh. doing la 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 and it it could be very charming and cute except for the part where he's definitely a serial killer and wants to wear her skin hey the couple
1: that slays together stays together i don't
0: think they're slaying together i think he's gonna eat her
1: maybe she'll eat him back
0: not you can't eat someone back if you've already been eaten isn't that like how serial killers
1: do 69ing like you just work your way to the center (laughs) like an ouroboros
0: I'm sorry, I've temporarily left my body and I can no longer continue with this podcast. Tess isn't going
1: to be able to 69 anyone ever again.
0: Probably not, because I'll be trying to 69 this person and then I will be like, serial killers eat their way to the middle. And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, "Uh, shut up, and my genitals are near your mouth
1: now. I'm sorry I've completely ruined your sex life.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that you finally apologized for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, Um, But yes. The weird thing of the episode is like, it's, like, this plot line actually could work. It's just, like... It doesn't. I think, I think there are two things. One, it's, it's just too weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it goes too far down the line. The other thing is because it, it the writers insist on doing this mirror thing with Will's plot line trivializes Grace's plotline. It
0: really does. Which
1: is way more legitimate. Like, Grace has just left her husband.
0: Yep. In Cambodia.
1: Moved back to the United States.
0: Isn't really sure what is happening with her marriage. But, like,
1: it's clear that in an emotional way, she is separated from Leo. Right. Even if she hasn't had that conversation with him, like, it's reasonable for her to be in a place in her head where she can justify this flirty, fake relationship, especially because it's predicated on, if you hadn't made this terrible mistake and not called me back we'd be married right now. Right. And she's like, oh man, I wish I hadn't made that terrible mistake and I was married to you right now. You know, Right,
0: yeah. And I mean, I believe she even says in the episode that it just felt nice to get some attention from a guy. Right. And that's a very valid feeling. I mean, we've been saying all along that Leo doesn't really give a shit about what mm-hmm. Grace wants.
1: Right. I mean, it's the same problem Grace always has. She always dates these men who mm-hmm. are bad on paper, then they get, like, a little bit better, and she's like, oh, maybe I love them all along. But they don't care about her.
0: No, they, they are always far more interested in their own self-worth, their own self-journey. Mm-hmm. They're, they're interested in themselves, and they right. don't see that they can include Grace. And if they do include Grace, they are unwilling to include the rest of her life, which mm-hmm. often means cutting her off from Will, right. which is not cool.
1: And so that's the frustrating thing about this plot, is that this random guest star is actually a very good partner for Grace except for the serial killing and honestly I think the show could integrate that very well I mean
0: yeah I Santa Clarita
1: Diet style
0: yeah I mean it, it could be like it could have been a really revolutionary move in 2004 mm-hmm. um, it didn't do that no and, uh, they don't serial kill together and live happily ever after if the
1: show was made by Genji Cohen though it definitely would have
0: probably so Will you know in the midst of his weird um, sexuality crisis that he's having with Sydney Heron from Grace Anatomy <laughs> you know announces that Grace is being a bit weird and like uh, should you Maybe talk to me about what's going on, and she's like, "Um, hello, pot, meat, kettle," and he he um is like, "Um, excuse me, you're married. You're wearing a ring." And then he notices that she's not wearing a ring, and then, which is
1: really bad.
0: And so then, rather than addressing the fact that like Grace has clearly made like an emotional separation from her marriage, Will calls her a whore. You know, normal. Good, That's what f- does good friendship move. You're not wearing your ring, whore. You know, good good stuff. <laughs> good badger.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Then she points out that he's gay.
0: Yep. So then uh, naturally their fake dates go wow this is really problematic and we don't want to be here and then uh you know he was like i was just hoping to have a nice dinner and this lady was like i was just hoping to get laid." and they're like should we leave together and then they do
1: admittedly he's gonna be very hungry afterwards because he didn't get food
0: he didn't get food they talked about getting food mm-hmm. but they never actually got food no one ate at
1: this dinner but then again since he's a serial killer he's gonna eat his way to the middle so he'll be fine
0: candace bergen might have eaten and you know what i'm happy for
1: her i mean she had a full meal and a cake well, and if nothing else, I mean, she was at a par- table for five, and there was only her, so I'm sure the ordering went very quickly.
0: Happy birthday, Candace Bergen. <laughs> Happy <sighs> birthday to you. Sounds
1: stupid now because you didn't jump in with me. No, you I, asshole.
0: I decided that I was done singing "Happy Birthday," <laughs> and this goes to show that sometimes, Matthew, you need to stop singing the harmony line. Never. You need to unlearn this. Never again. It's so annoying. Okay, let's take a brief aside from our podcast to discuss <laughs> driving in the car with Matthew. When he, we are we're nicely singing along to the radio and we're having a good time, and then Matthew's just like, "I'm gonna introduce a harmony in the song," and you're like, "What the fuck!" Because you thought you were just singing Hit Me Baby One More Time and having a good time. But Matthew's got to make it all musically complicated and shit.
1: Just to be clear, if we're talking about uh, Baby One More Time, the harmony is already integrated. I'm just singing it out loud.
0: I must confess. You are going to sing my next
1: one? No, I'm not now. Oh, whatever. I'm not validating you.
0: All right, let's 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 move on. Okay, <laughs> is there any other weird shit we need to talk about? This episode was weird. It
1: was a weird episode. It
0: was like... It you was like, in a
1: weird place. It
0: was like watching a bottle episode, but it was like the first time anyone had ever done a bottle episode, <laughs> which isn't true because they've been a thing for years.
1: It's like a bottle episode where like the characters are in the bottle and they're like, oh God, what do we do? What do we do? We're in a bottle. And they just run around and keep hitting the bottle. And eventually the bottle falls over and shatters. And then they all cut themselves on pieces of... Larger than life glass, and then they die.
0: This sounds like an episode of "I Dream of Genie."
1: There definitely should have been an episode of "I Dream of Genie" where they went in the bottle.
0: I think there was.
1: Was there? That'd be good.
0: I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I can say that once, when I was a child, I went to Cocoa Beach specifically in the hopes of finding a genie bottle. Did I was you? unsuccessful. I'm so sorry but that's okay yeah I don't know I, I think the gas leak theory is probably our best option to go with here as to what the fuck happened it really explains a because lot because really Will is just behaving so oddly and out of character and also he's sort of wearing this vest the entire time that makes oh, him yeah, look like I've a ballet the and, and the everyone... maitre d is
1: even like really aggro
0: yeah the maitre d also seemed familiar but I can't for the life of me tell you where he's from oh yeah. we'll never know okay Matthew do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet sure
1: thing The best place to find us on the internet is our Twitter page, Not A Couple Show. Uh, We've stopped live-tweeting Will and Grace because there aren't any more new episodes of The Revival this season.
0: It's not that we're done doing it. It's just that the show has stopped for a while. Yeah, it's not our fault. We will resume when the show resumes. Yes.
1: Uh, You can also find us on Facebook or on Tumblr. You can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can—nope, there's no other or. Um, Listen. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and spotify
0: which you must have known because you found us
1: or like you're listening on your friend's thing and you're like oh i want to ask my friend about this great podcast they're listening to but i don't want to seem needy well now we've just told you for yourself yeah so you you're welcome to,
0: you don't have to seem like a stage five clinger you don't mm-hmm. have to seem like will not who's, even a
1: stage three clinger
0: who's you know harassing this nice woman that he just met
1: i hope that their dates will be very happy together
0: i hope so too do you think they become serial killers yes Great. They've
1: definitely got the crazy eyes for it.
0: They definitely do. Okay, well, now that we've decided that they're serial killers, <laughs> we're going to end this episode. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> this week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Yeah. Hi, baby fish. This week's episode was sponsored by Always Singing the Harmony.
1: Happy birthday to
0: you. Yikes!